by Clay Travis. I don't think that's crazy. Think I'm going crazy. Going crazy. Think I'm going crazy. Going crazy. What is crazy is that you can hear Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis right here. 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubak Rustin Monroe, 97.7. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas. Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Let's go. It's BC. It's Beck Haynes. It's John Tabor running the board. It's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. We're your home for all things Louisiana Tech Athletics. For the next 90 minutes, certainly want to thank our sponsors, First National Bank, Fairway Carts, Walpole Tire, Dairy Queen, Ideal Portable Buildings, Acme Glass, Brister Smokehouse, and O'Neill Gas. As always, you can call us, you can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. You can also tune in to the Sports Talk 977 Facebook page if you want to take a look at our pretty faces and they're repping our tech gear. It's February 4th. It's the day before National Signing Day, Beck Haynes. Nice to see you today, Padna. <clears throat> I had to be here, Ben, because I'm a little worried that you're going to be so excited about Signing Day. Jacked up. You're just going to be off the wall on radio. So I'm here to keep you between the ditches, Ben. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, you know. This is your, let's be real. This is your Super Bowl. Without a doubt. Well, Beck. I mean, that, besides the bowl game, because I know you love a bowl game. Do love a good bowl game. But signing day fires BC up. But what do I like more, signing day or the coaching searches? Well, I think you're high on the coaching searches right now because you're on a bit of a hot streak, Ben. A bit of a hot streak. I believe, let's get our stat guy on this, but I think eight it's eight out. out of eight. Last two years, eight for eight. And, Beck, let's be honest. It's 100%. Yeah, not. And we're not talking about BC reporting it after it's already been reported. No. We're talking about knowing before. It's talking you take Bleed Tech Blues tweet and you use it for your source of information. That's right. Basically, Ben knows it before the coaches know it. Absolutely. Hey, I don't know how he does it. He do, won't tell me. Do what I do, but hey, listen. John Allen named the new Louisiana Tech outside receivers coach. Uh, that's the fourth and final hire for Skip Holtz in the 2019-2020 offseason. Uh, John Allen comes to Louisiana Tech. Believe it or not, Beck, another coach from Old Dominion. But, hey, John Allen's done a lot throughout his career. Coached two 1,000-yard receivers in 2018 at Old Dominion. Has also spent time in player personnel at Penn State. Tabes, you'll love this. Was also a head coach and offensive coordinator in NFL Europe. That takes you back in the day a little bit. Didn't know it existed. Hey, it, it was still going on. No. No, not going on. That's Hunter Lee's league over there in Germany. Good friend of the program. But, hey, NFL Europe was back in the early 2000s. But, hey, John Allen comes to Louisiana Tech. Certainly 
uh, a welcome addition to the staff, an experienced coach, like I mentioned, uh, has spent time at, at a number of different places, was at Old Dominion the past couple of years, really helps round out Skip Holtz's coaching staff. And when you look at this staff, obviously, Beck, I'll run through it real quick. Uh, you got Skip Holtz entering his eighth season as the head coach. Joe Sloan has obviously been promoted to offensive coordinator. He'll be entering his eighth season as well. Uh, the outside receivers coach position, you'll have John Allen, who will be in his first season. Inside receivers will be Trey Holtz, who will be in his first season as well. Brock Hayes, uh, running backs coach, will be in his second season. Robert McFarlane, coaches the offensive line, will be in his sixth season. David Blackwell, the new defensive coordinator, will be in his first season. Linebackers coach Brian Gamble, inside linebackers coach, will be entering his third season. Outside linebackers and special teams Dennis Smith will be in his second season. Anthony Camp, defensive line, will be in his first season. And Jeff Burris, cornerbacks and safeties, will be in his third season. So when you look across this coaching staff, I got a question. All right, let's hear it. You've been a good friend of the program a while. Oh, I have. Been following the tech sports. Ben, that's a lot of new coaches. Where are we at in the terms of the last few years? Is this our our most rookie class since you can remember, or am I just – well, this just feel that way because it's brand new. So the last two years, Holtz has had to replace four coaches. Four coaches. But this is the first time that he's had to replace both coordinators – in the same year, and, and granted, Sloan's an internal promotion's been around the program for a while, but I, I think you bring up a good point, and you, you talk about the continuity, and you can look at a number of different things with this staff as far as, you know, we, we talked about it a few weeks ago, everyone harping on, well, Skip Holtz isn't going to let anyone call the plays other than himself. Well, we talked about how that could possibly be a good thing uh, from a quarterback perspective when it comes to developing quarterbacks uh, you know, to run the same offense year in and year out. But I think one thing, and we talked about this last night at BleedTechBlue.com, and shameless plug, uh, you can join us at the website for just $1. Uh, use the promo code BTB6. Uh, get yourself six months of premium access. Uh, promo code BTB6. Uh, actually, tomorrow's the last day that you could sign up. We've certainly, uh, first reference of certainly tonight, uh, have picked up a number of members uh, during the ongoing promotion to be sure to join us at bleedtechblue.com. But, you know, you look at Holtz, obviously, in his eighth season, and, you know, you look at some of the success that Tech has had on the field uh, the last six years, and how important is it to have continuity within your staff? Well, I think the biggest thing for Tech is now that Skip Holtz is entering his eighth season, like, Skip Holtz is well-known around the state. You know what I'm saying? And he has the trust of other high school coaches. So when it comes down to, you know, a late lower power, you know, a low power five offer, we could name a number of different schools versus a Louisiana Tech offer. You have to think that at this point in time, high school coaches are pushing them towards Louisiana Tech with the recent string of success. Now that they've got an established head coach, now that Tech has had, you know, six straight bowl wins. And I think Holtz, uh, along with Joe Sloan, who I believe plays a big role uh, within this staff in his eighth season, they've now realized kind of what the method to the madness is. And, and I think that is not only surrounding yourself with good quality on-the-field coaches, but at some point you got to throw the X's and O's to the side and say, you know what, it's more about the Jimmys and the Joes. Right. Like, if you don't have guys that can recruit as assistant coaches – 
how valuable, you know, really how valuable are you? And I think that's the one thing that you look at this staff is top to bottom, they can flat out get after it on the recruiting trail. And I think that we're going to begin to see even more and more dividends down the road from this. And, I mean, you look at the 2020 recruiting class, uh, which we're going to talk about coming up here at 7 o'clock. I mean, it's the 64th-ranked class nationally. It's number one in Conference USA, and you're seeing it. Better and better players are continuing to come into the Louisiana Tech program. And we know with the coaches that are on the staff, along with Kurt Hester, the strength coach, that they've showed an ability to de- develop that type of talent. Right. So, I mean, are, are you? would you say that – I mean, to, how, to, how much how much does recruiting like play in the to me, assistant I, coach? Is that like sixty seventy percent of? Oh, I think so. Is it to me? If you, I can't, mean, obviously having an inside wide receivers coach that knows knows a lot about that is very valuable. Oh, absolutely. But if you can't recruit, like, but can you teach that? Can you can you figure out the how to recruit? No, I I think how to recruit is harder to teach than than how to technique. Coach oh, I technique because technique is like you get your points down and well, and I don't want to take away from like playing receiver or playing running back or playing cornerback, but at some point, like all these things are taught, you know, for the most part the same way. I mean, I could get online and there's watch, principles, and, yeah, and I want to make it plain, Jay, but we could get online and watch some tutorials and come up with some things that we can do for drill work and practice. But at the end of the day, if you don't have speed, if you don't have size, and you can't get open. Some of those intangibles. Yeah. Right. So so a player, so a coach's ability to motivate players, to recruit players, to get players to buy in is a lot bigger part than necessarily having like to years me. and years and years of technique. To me. And I, and I think there's, there's some give and take when it talks about having an experienced staff versus having a staff – that you know, still learning the game, but at, at the same point, I, I think recruiting uh, is extremely valuable, and that, that's why we cover it so closely at bleedtechblue.com. Like we mentioned, National Signing Day is tomorrow, February 5th. Uh, we'll have it covered throughout the day. Uh, we'll crank it up about 6 a.m. I think Louisiana Tech's uh, expected to sign. It's going to be a smaller class, probably three or four tomorrow after they sign 20 in the early signing period. Uh, of course, the signing day social that Louisiana Tech hosts uh, will be tomorrow night at 5:30 at the Doghouse. That's 25 bucks, I believe. Uh, there's still some tickets available for that. And if, if you haven't been to one of these signing day socials back, like they are, like not only are they fun and it's good to see a bunch of you know fellow tech supporters, but they give you some really good information. Uh, they give you some kind of some inside stories on what it took to get certain kids to campus, what they thought when they got to campus. So if you get a chance to come out to this, I think it's a pretty cool deal uh, that Tech puts together. Right. And this is, I mean, you think about it, this is a lot of hard work goes into recruiting. And also this is, you know, for the future of your program, you're, you're it's like your new hires. I mean, it's for oh, a company like this is guys that, you know, I feel like Tech's recruiting class has improved year over year and you're getting, you're getting more, you're more talented guys, you're seeing what the potential that could happen in the program, and, it, and that's what fires these coaches up. Well, and the cool thing is, like, these guys are, you know, for the most part, outside of your junior college signees, like, these are kids that you're not going to see for two to three years as they grow up. That's why it's hard for me to be excited. I'm very much an instant gratification, but you can look down the old road, Ben. I, well, and I think it's cool because two or three years down the road, when a guy like a J.D. Head is the starting quarterback. You're like, hey, I remember that guy. Yeah, I followed his recruiting right. story. So things like that are pretty cool. So if you got time, uh, I think it's a great opportunity for you to not only get to hear about the signing class, potentially can meet a few coaches as well. Uh, looking at some commitments this week, Tech picked up a couple of big commitments 
uh, cornerback, defensive back, maybe a safety. Dallas Taylor Cortez uh, pledged his commitment to the Bulldogs on Monday morning. Uh, Taylor Cortez is a six foot two, six foot three, hundred and eighty pound uh, defensive back. Uh, played JUCO ball in Kansas. Signed with Iowa State out of high school. Uh, made his last visit to Marshall last weekend. Uh, just just couldn't get over uh, his visit to Louisiana two Louisiana Tech two weeks prior. So big big pickup for Tech. He'll have three years of eligibility remaining. A guy that has a chance to come in and contribute right away. And then I think really. Uh, perhaps one of the bigger pickups, uh, if you want to call him in the 2020 class or the 2021 class, Caleb Holstein, uh, quarterback out of St. Thomas Moore, threw for nearly 4,000 yards, 43 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, led St. Thomas Moore to a state championship in 2019, uh, flipped his commitment from Harvard to Louisiana Tech yesterday, Six foot five, 210-pound pocket passer, uh, Rivals rates him as the number 34 quarterback in the country. Uh, Holstein will actually be a gray shirt, uh, so won't enroll at Louisiana Tech until November uh, for the winter quarter and will be a true freshman in 2021. So really a good way to think about it is he's the 2021 quarterback, uh, you know, as you look ahead to future recruiting cycles. But picking up Taylor Cortez and picking up Holstein uh, were really big for this recruiting class. And I know that the coaches are – really extremely excited about getting these guys on the campus uh, and not only getting their letters of intent tomorrow, but also being able to share some of their recruiting stories. We have the full breakdown of Holstein's recruiting story at bleedtechblue.com, and it's it's really crazy. You know, you flip from Harvard to Louisiana Tech. How did he end up at Louisiana Tech? How did he commit to Harvard in the first place? Uh, you know, join us at the website is certainly uh, pretty cool to read about. And then you know, shifting gears a little bit back, Duncan Dogs. I know you were at the game Thursday night, uh, Saturday afternoon. Played a really good game against Old Dominion. Had a really solid week overall. Uh, beating Charlotte Thursday night. Beating Old Dominion uh, late. At, you know, near the buzzer. Bracy hits a big time three to knock off ODU seventy six seventy three. Duncan Dogs move to seventeen and five overall. Eight and two in conference USA play tied for first place in the standings back i gotta tell you something tell me shift into the lady textures all right the sun did sun did rise not gonna lie but hey brookstore squad struggling a little bit they dropped two on the road last week at charlotte 55 37 also fell at old dominion 77 61 now 10 and 10 overall two and seven in conference usa play I don't know what to say. 37 points offensively is not great. It's a struggle. That's a struggle. It's a struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a struggle. But, hey, maybe the Lady Texters can turn it around. Uh, four games remain. I don't think the Lady Texters play pod play. So, uh, they got quite a few games remaining in conference play. Duncan Dollars got four games remaining in pod play before they get into that uh, as they make their push for the Conference USA Tournament. Beck also. Coming up at 6.30, guess who we got coming on? I know you had not checked the script. No, ain't looked at it a bit. No, not, not a doubt in my mind. Lane Burroughs, head baseball coach of the Diamond Dogs, will join us at 6.30. Believe it or not, baseball season 11 days away. Diamond Dogs will open the year on the road at ULL. We'll actually play a doubleheader with ULL in Southeastern on Saturday the 15th. So Lane will join us at 6.30. Uh, certainly excited to have him come on and Talk about his team, and you know, going to be a lot of new faces out 
on the field for the Diamond Dogs, but also got plenty of experience returning, uh, particularly in the lineup. So uh, excited to talk to Lane coming up at 6.30. So we're going to go ahead. We got, wait, wait, wait. Got a text on the text line? two of them. Oh, let's hear it. First of all, Quint asks. Let's hear it. Can you give us a rundown of any former Tech players who are in the XFL this weekend? None. Easy. Next question. As of right now, where does Tech rank nationally and in conference men's basketball? Oh, in conference, eight and two overall, tied for first place. And I believe when you look at them nationally, if you go by the net, which replaced the RPI a year ago, they're number fifty-five. So pretty solid, pretty good. Fifty-five that's out of three thirty. Attorney in the dance. They Gosh, go. it's got, it's got to happen this year. If ben. Duncan Dogs go dancing, we're going. You think? Should I tell Mrs. Co-host BTB? Without a doubt. Just tell her now. Yeah. We're going. Ben, you don't ever leave the house. I'll believe it when I see it. No, we're going. Beck, I'm always grinding. Okay. In football recruiting, my bad, Quint. In football recruiting, where does Tech rank in conference and nationally? Number one in conference USA, number 64 nationally. You are a walking Number three in the G5. Unbelievable. You are just – I'm just throwing you softball. I mean, Quint is just underhand tossing you some easy questions and making you look like a genius. Grand slam. Mr. Billy Tech Blue, everybody. Knows his stuff. Knows his stuff. So, Taves, let's go ahead, take our first time out. We come back from the break. We'll recap the week in Dunkin' Dogs Hoops. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics. Plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. time to keep up with louisiana tech sports the way you'd like to no worries just listen to bleed tech blue radio brought to you by first national bank call or text the show on the fairway car top line 888-993-7762 
Welcome back to Lead Tech Blue Radio. BC Beckhains, John Tabor running board. Let's jump right to the fairway carts hotline. We got Rafe. Rafe, what's happening? Man, I'm just trying to kicked off right. I um, just booked some, some uh, hotel reservations in Frisco. I had to pull the trigger because uh, something, there's this little sense in me that, that, that feels like we're going to make some noise in this conference tournament. I mean, I know that we got a lot of regular season left to play, but, but there's something about the makeup of the team. You know, specifically, I thought interesting about this past week was that Ledoux was, was really off. And um, he, he wasn't hitting his shots. And, and quite frankly, I, I, I appreciated that because we don't need to rely upon just one guy making shots for us. Of course, we've got Bracey with his standard drive, and he's hitting the uh, three-pointer with an incredible percentage. But, but with Derek Jean shooting like that and Pemberton starting to get more relaxed, and of course, um, AA playing his game. I mean, it, it looks like we've we we've got something at at the guard that that typically guard play dictates how well teams do in a tournament. But uh, we we got you know a lot of depth and a, a lot of uh, success at the guard position. And then with Mo uh, and Gordon, you know, kind of coming on at the post, it's it's it looks like something special. What do you think? No, I, I agree with you, and I think you know I think you hit the nail on the head. You you talk about the guard play with Bracey with Gene shooting it so well from the outside. I think he's nine for fifteen in his last three games from three. Uh, you mix in Archibald, like like you said with Ledoux, he struggled last week, but. Uh, we know what he can do, and I think you got that four-guard rotation. I know Kobe Williams comes off the bench at times as well and certainly is pretty good defensively, but uh, when you get into late March and you get into some conference tournament action, uh, good guard play normally wins, and I think with the post players down low, I think Muhammad, uh, especially in the offensive glass, is just such a weapon for Tech. So when you look at Conkle's tenure at Louisiana Tech, this is certainly uh, the best team that he's had, and I think – uh, like you said, they got a chance to really make some noise. But I will say as well, I've been really impressed uh, with the depth in this league. I think Conference USA is a lot better than we give it credit for sometimes. Right. I mean, I noticed that with, with Charlotte and Old Dominion. Both of those teams were teams that, you know, looked like they could beat us on any given day. But we had just too much for the. I mean, there were too many uh, players to guard and too many people stepped up at different times. And to me, if you're looking at a conference, uh, a tournament scenario, that's where the legs get weary. And if you're playing, you know, that many many players with that level of uh, energy, then it's it's hard to match it game in game out. And so that's why I'm thinking that this could be, you know, this could be a time we could could make a run for it. But either way, I mean, we're we're definitely one of the best teams in the conference, and. And I, I don't know, I'm excited about them. Well, and I think you make a good point talking about the heavy legs. Tech doesn't have a player on their roster. I was looking at uh, some of the minutes averages. They don't have a player that's averaging 29 minutes a game. So they should be pretty fresh, you know, relatively compared uh, to some other teams come conference tournament time. And just another point is, you know, go back to the old Dominion game on Saturday. I know that Tech went into a cold spell, especially in that second half uh, from the outside. But at the same time, it wasn't like they were covered up. They were still getting open looks from the outside. And, you know, some nights those aren't going to fall and you got to make some adjustments and potentially go towards the basket more often. But the the positive 
uh, in that drought that they had against Old Dominion was they were still getting some good looks from the outside. And I think that Tech has the shooters to knock those shots down on you know most nights. Right, they, they were the same shots we made in the first half, and once I think we um, figured out a bit a little bit late that they weren't falling, and then we started you know attacking kind of the middle of their zone, and and that made a difference, but. But they were a good team, you know. They they crashed the boards really well. I mean, we they got Mohammed Mohammed in um in um Gordon. foul trouble, yeah. so he was he was uh you know not a factor as much in the game as he normally is. But either way, you know, it's it's one of those grind out. They typically play teams close, and they played us close, and but you know they couldn't beat us. So we'll see what happens. This Thursday at eight o'clock at Western Kentucky Whew, should be one heck of a matchup. Thanks for the call, Rafe. Don't be a stranger. You bet, man. You can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts hotline. Just like Rafe did, we certainly love to hear from you. But, back, you know, going back to this last week, I don't know if you knew, you were at the game Thursday night. Oh, BC and Miss Mrs. BTB got a chance to sit on the court. was pretty well, you nice. Told everybody you know, Ben. Of course I could see it. Pretty nice. Not going to lie. Sitting on the floor at the Dunkin' Dogs game is Nice. Nice. Dogs knocked down 11, 13 threes against Charlotte. Really cruised to a, a pretty easy win, 72-59. Uh, Derek Jean was huge throughout the night, 16 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Also held Charlotte's, uh, who's going to be the freshman of the year. Jameer Young goes just 1 of 12 from the field, only scores 2 points. So I uh, have to give Derek Jean a lot of credit on that night. And then flashing forward to Saturday, Becca, I don't think you made this one. You were probably babysitting or, you know, putting them down for a nap. Babysitting. Yeah, they're my own kids, but I was babysitting. A little free babysitting. But, hey, Old Dominion game. A game that, you know, Tech really controlled throughout the first half, played extremely well, hit some some bumpy patches in that second half. But coming down the stretch, 73-73. About 15 seconds to go. Bracey calls for the old clear out. Doesn't want a screen at the top of the key and buries it. Bear it back. I went bonkers. My one-year-old still crying. I was a little loud. But, hey, it was nice to see Bracey knock that one down. But, BC, is, is it wrong that I'm just happy with the win on that game? Oh, without a doubt. Considering the history we've had with ODU. They've beat us twice at home in the I'm past. I'm just, just glad to beat them. Took no. their football coaches and beat them on our court. Oh, yeah. You gotta love it. We hadn't had much success on the hardwood. Uh, I remember they ended Tech's thirty-nine game home win streak. Did uh, they had that that little guy that like shot like you know one hundred and four percent from the field or no, something? No, they don't have him anymore. No, I know that was oh. that was who had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, remember, I remember him. How many stiff brothers did they have? Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember at ODU about three or four years ago. They used to just bury the mid-range jumper. Yes, it was that guy that. Yeah. Oh, if they pulled up for a mid-range jumper, you just might as well Forget put about two. Forget about it. Yeah. Stiff boys, it just that was their game. Yeah. And, and Trey Freeman, oh, yes. so glad yes. some of those guys are gone. Yeah, we'll see you. Don't come back. <laughs> no. But, yeah, it was good to escape that game with the win, 76-73, like I mentioned. Eric Conkle's 100th win as the Bulldog head coach. Coach Conkle's now. Was that was that back-to-back, like we lost on a buzzer and then met, and then won on a buzzer, or was there a game in between? When? At home. Back then? No, 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 this year. We uh, lost on was it who well, we two out of yeah, the last yeah, Charlotte three. in between. Yeah, two yeah. out of the last yeah, three. Charlotte in between. Okay, Charlotte in between. Yeah. Yeah. Lose at the buzzer to North Texas, get one back the yeah. Yeah. fall in homestand. Always yeah. evens out. Hey. 
Gotta love. Hey, I'll be honest. The crowd Saturday night was solid. Yeah, it's not bad. We're getting into that. We're getting into the part of the season where well, they're the buying in. Fans like me will buying in into a game. Yep. You know, doing pretty good. Eight, eight and two in conference. Yep. That's good. Leading the league. Start going to the games. How about old North Texas dropped a game to last place. Rice. I'll take it. What's happening hey, to the Mean Green? That's a basketball man. Anything can happen. Hey. Anything. I can tell you one thing. I thought old Seth Luttrell, the football coach, might have been coaching the basketball team that day. After their 4-8 and eight <laughs> season on the gridiron, you never know who they sent down there. A little shot right to there. To take home. Yeah, Seth, you can call the show if you're listening. 888 He's probably listening. 888 shots. Your old boys at the Daily Dragon. Did you see their shot at uh, ULL today? Nice. That was nice. That was Explain. Nice. I kind of get it just from context. But ULL just decided to call themselves Louisiana. Is that the deal? Yeah, and basically, tapes correct me if I'm wrong, but basically uh, the Sun Belt was like, cool, like go with it. Uh, from what I understand, I know when they're on the – I mean, there's a little debate. I know when they're always on the worldwide later. It's all Louisiana. Yeah. And, and so, they're like the fourth or fifth school in Louisiana, and they just <laughs> want to call themselves Louisiana. Well, every time <laughs> That's I, a bold move. Every time I see, like, Brett McMurphy tweet Louisiana, I'm just like, what in the world? Yeah, like and uh, so, so the Daily Dragon, uh, the guys at uh, the guys at uh, the Daily Dragon. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they you know they was uh, they announced a home and home with UAB, UAB. and, and like, uh, UAB, and they said Louisiana and UAB announced a home and home, and they quote tweeted it and said, "I don't know who who Louisiana is, but I do know that UAB has a, a home and home with ULL." Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. It's perfect. I love it. Pretty great. So let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Lane Burroughs, head coach of the Diamond Dogs, will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tape Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. While other golf car manufacturers are just getting around to lithium batteries, EasyGo leads the way. A new EasyGo from Fairway Carts in Minden with a lithium battery delivers much longer battery life. Their batteries are maintenance-free, deliver consistent performance, and come with an unprecedented eight-year battery warranty. Choose the leader in lithium battery technology, EasyGo, from Fairway Carts in Minden. Visit the showroom or call 371-CART. At First National Bank, we have a strong team of bankers who are dedicated to meeting the needs and dreams of our customers. With competitive rates, tailored loans, and exceptional customer service, your experience with us is sure to be like no other. We invite you to come tailgate before every Louisiana Tech home game. First National Bank, we are the Uncommon Bank. Visit us online at fn.bank, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, get ready to spread the love this Valentine's Day with the new DQ Double Fudge Cookie Dough Treat Heart Cakes. In regular and mini, perfect for any size celebration, like you and your best girlfriend or the whole crew for Galentine's. Red spoons full of rich fudge, cookie dough chunks, and smooth soft serve will have your one and only's falling head over heels. So swing by to grab one from our cooler today and get $1 any size soft drinks Monday through Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Only at your DQ. Happy tastes good. Get ready for a healthy dose of Louisiana Tech sports. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank, is back on the radio. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. And Beck, believe it or not, baseball season just 11 days away. 
And joining us on the Fairway Carts Hotline to preview the Diamond Dogs, head coach Lane Burroughs. Coach, what's happening? Hey, guys. Nothing much. Just uh, glad to be on with you. I'm at, uh, currently at my 12-year-old's ball game, and, uh, but I ran out here to do the show, and he got a hit by pitch while ago, so we're all good. Hey, hey, find a way to get on base. That's what it's all about. That's right. It's all I care about. That's exactly right. Absolutely. So, Coach, you know, a little bit of an off-the-wall question for you. I know you guys obviously had a little bit of a different fall, obviously not being able to practice at the Love Shack and all that. But one thing that I noticed that you guys incorporated was uh, you did a lot of analytical studies with Dr. Szymanski in the kinesiology department at Tech. Uh, You know, whether it was uh, spin rate or internal external rotation uh, for your shoulder, a number of different things. For you as a head coach, how beneficial is that, you know, not only for your program, but, of course, when you're on the recruiting trail as well, uh, knowing that you guys are taking really every avenue to, you know, have as much success as possible? Well, I think it's that's where our game's headed, and really that's where it is. And uh, to be quite honest with you, I think we landed probably two or three or maybe even four pitchers uh, when they get here, I'll ask them. But uh, this summer, I think just – with what Dr. Szymanski's doing over there in the pitching lab, I think we were able to land some guys. When when you don't have a stadium to show them and uh, you're bringing them through in the summer and, and, and you're you're really just selling a vision and hoping them and their parents are buying what you're selling and, and uh, you got to develop that trust. And I think what he was able to do and show some of those pitchers and uh, the development side of him with the pitching lab and, and their parents see that, I think, hands down, that was uh, – because, look, what we got over there um, – you know, Vanderbilt doesn't have what we have over there. Uh, there I think Wake Forest is probably the only school in the country because they're hooked up with the with the uh, hospital on their campus, so they have a nice little lab. But uh, quite honestly, I don't think there's many people that have the stuff and the equipment uh, that Dr. Szymanski has over there in the kinesiology department. It's just very beneficial uh, so far from what we've seen in the recruiting trail. But, you know, the things, the studies that we were able to, to get, and it's real, man. Spin rate's real. You know, Jonathan Fincher is a prime example of uh, – his uh, strikeout to walks and his innings pitch to strikeouts is is off the charts. And, you know, he's a guy that, that uh, he's probably sitting there 86, 88. He'll give you a 92, but it looks a lot harder. And for whatever reason, those guys can't see it. And uh, I think Ethan Small, first-rounder from Mississippi State, kind of the same same mold as Jonathan Fincher. It's all that spin rate, and it's real. And when you can see it, 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 it all calculates. And uh, we the guys that are explosive, uh, athletes and fast twitch it shows up on those studies that he's doing over there so it's it's been great uh glad we were able to team up with him and get this going and the feedback we're getting from him is just phenomenal the things you see and it all correlates uh, and, at the end of the day and looking at your off season, obviously you had to spend a ton of time out at rustin high practicing and i know you guys aren't going to have any excuses heading into this season uh, you don't want anyone to make an excuse for you because they don't really care that you don't have a home field this year. But as a coach, do you per- do you challenge your guys in this off season from a mental perspective to maybe help them as you guys get into this time of year now, uh, where you will spend so much time on the road? There's no doubt. That's a great point you make. And uh, when we hook it up to play, and the umpire says play ball, that other team doesn't care that our field got torn up by a tornado. To be quite honest, and and, um, you know, it, the challenging part has been practice. And uh, I'll give you an example today. We practiced this morning, and uh, it was drizzly. It was a little chilly. And, and we had uh, three guys out with uh, what may be the flu. And we had ten position players there. We're just It, it makes it tough on you to, 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 to put together a real plan and, 
and develop those guys and and uh they were there for about two hours and they're running off to class but it, it's what it is and and it is what you make out of it and uh the time we're out there whether it's one hour or three hours together uh you get your work done and it, it's made us better as coaches and it's not something we want to lean on and oh woe is me and all that because quite frankly and you just said it nobody wants to hear it nobody cares and the people in our circle and the people in our community care and, and care about us and our team. But, you know, it's when somebody beats us or we beat somebody, they're, they're not going to think anything about us and where we practice and if we're all there together. And we having to take advantage of our weekends and our time in the weight room when we are together. And, um, we've had to adjust some of our practices the way we, we run them because we just don't have um, the locker room, so to speak, and in our video stuff uh, that we like to do before practice. We don't have access to it. And, it's made us adjust, and uh, at the end of the day, it'll make us better coaches. It'll make us better players and better people. And you look at this roster, and I don't necessarily like to ask questions about individual players, but one player I want to ask you about is one of my favorite players. I'm sure he's one of your favorite players as well. Uh, preseason all-conference selection in Taylor Young, and not the biggest kid in the world, probably not the most talented kid in the world, but when you look at what he's done his first two years on campus, I don't I don't think it can be overstated just how much he means to your ball club. Well, I knew that's who you were going to say, and you're exactly right. He's one of my favorite players. He's our team captain, and uh, our guys know he is. He's our leader. He's our foxhole winner, and uh, he's a guy that gets them going, man. And, uh, you know, he brings the energy every day, and you don't have to talk Taylor into to practicing or playing, and it doesn't matter. Coach Gaspar said it today. He goes 0 for 4 and punches out four times. He's coming to the ballpark the next day. He thinks he's the best player on the field, and and uh, you can't teach that. Some guys are born with it. Some aren't. You see a lot of great players that um, in our game, you know, the game of baseball, as you know, it'll it'll punch you in the mouth and it'll knock your teeth down your throat. And if you can't if you can't deal with failure and, and having the game punch you, you're gonna have your your career is not gonna be very long. That's what separates a lot of the great ones and the good ones. And Taylor's just got it. He comes to the ballpark every day with a lot of confidence and he loves to play. And at the end of the day, that's about competing. And uh, when he gets in the box, he competes. He competes when he's on defense. And, and uh, anything he does, it's about competition, and he wants to be the best. And, um, you know, I love guys like that. He's a dirtbag. He's a throwback. We can use all the, all the adjectives and uh, just love having him on our team. And, and uh, you know, he does things, the ability to, to, de- to decipher between a ball and a strike and put together quality at bat after quality at bat. It's so many small things. And he can, uh, he can go over four and, and uh, you don't see the things uh, maybe in the box score, but uh, he can help you win a ball game just by being out there and 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 the things he does as a leader and as a, as a ball player and as a dirtbag. And looking at your offense this year, obviously uh, you lose some key contributors from last year's team, but you you do return Hunter Wells. We mentioned Taylor Young, still Netterville, Parker Bates. Uh, it's been a fixture in that lineup for you know going on four years now, and obviously Manny Garcia returns as well, a guy that had uh, some at bats, especially late in the year uh, when you do have a lot of new faces. I know it has to make you feel good offensively to kind of have that core group of guys uh, that you know really are gonna you know what they're gonna give you uh, on a game by game basis. Yeah, there's no doubt that was a great point, and I think it's it's kind of ironic you bringing that up. We were actually as a staff and. Uh, me and Coach Gaspard especially sitting there, we were looking at stats from last year, different things Andrew has put together. And, and uh, what we do have coming back, we're getting ready to make our lineup. And uh, that's coming up here around the corner and, and where we're going to hit guys and who's going to be in there when we match up. And you're right. I mean, we got some guys back that put up some big numbers. You, you know, everybody wants to talk about Steel Netterville's 
all his strikeouts. He led our team in doubles last year, and uh, he did strike out a lot. But uh, Andrew put together a stat. When he puts the ball in play, he hits 350. And uh, we got to cut his strikeouts down. He's got to put the ball in play. And he had seven homers and, and a lot of RBIs. And, uh, you know, a lot of people looked at the strikeouts. But he's a, he's a veteran hitter, Parker Bates, Hunter Wells. Obviously, he's a guy you want at the plate with game online. And, and uh, we do have some core pieces returning in that lineup. And then you sprinkle in a Ben Brantley at first base, freshman from Mississippi that's uh, – such a presence big kid six four about 230 and uh, when he steps in that box he fills it up uh, he's going to play for a long time and a George Corona behind the plate a freshman from Miami and uh, you start sprinkling in on Darius Myers and like you brought up Manny Garcia and Cole McConnell another freshman hitter from a uh, lefty from Beaumont so I like our guys we got some good bats and and uh, there will be some guys that'll scuffle this year and they'll get it handed to them and that's part of the growing process but it is a comforting feeling to get back to your original point as a coach that we have those core pieces that have, good gracious, those guys have had four or five hundred bats in college baseball, and uh, you can't put a you can't put a price tag on experience and the number of times you stand in the box in a real game. And you look at your team on the mound. I think if if you had a question mark for this team, it would obviously be on the bump. But you do return Tyler Follis, Jonathan Fincher. Uh, feels like Kyle Griffin's been here for eight years now. Uh, h- how are you feeling about the pitching staff as a whole, and how important will it be for you guys to get some length, uh, especially out of your starters on the weekends? Tremendous point. You know, I think Fincher and Follis will come out of the gate. We hadn't set a rotation. We will probably uh, by next Monday. And I think we uh, the doubleheader we open up with, it'll probably be Fincher and Follis. Uh, Ryan Jennings is a guy that uh, JUCO transfer from Wharton uh, Junior College in Texas that was – he was probably going to be our Friday night guy, number one, electric stuff. He had a little setback with elbow issue a couple weeks ago, and he's been shut down, and uh, we don't know when he'll be back. There's no tear, but um, he's got some swelling, and he's got to work through it. And you know, We were hoping to maybe use Fincher as a closer, uh, but right now it looks like he's going to have to start. And uh, like you said, uh, Griffin's our, he's our Swiss Army knife. He, he'll do anything, and you just tell him what to do, and he'll go out there and do it. And and um, we got some pieces, but there are some unknowns. Uh, we did lose a lot of innings. We lost, our obviously, our three weekend guys, our closer. Uh, but with some of those guys pitching some stressful ball games, stressful innings, and, and I like the guys that we got, uh, the newcomers. And, you know, we didn't pitch it real well in the fall, and then we go over and play ULM, and the real concern was uh, throwing strikes. And lo and behold, every guy filled up the strike zone. So we like to say, and Coach Silva says it all the time, you never know what's going to happen when the real bullets start flying. That's when guys step up or, or they shy away. And uh, I think we'll be okay at the end of the day. And some guys will take their lumps. But but um, I think our staff will come together, and I like what I've been seeing so far. And you hear a lot of young baseball players talk about, you know, want to play at the Division One level. And, and I know you as a coach, you want to sign high school players. But how valuable is it to be able to go get, you know, junior college pitchers when you have a need uh, that have 80, 90 innings under their belt already at the, at the college game? Well, I'll tell you what, you look at our, our last two years, uh, all, all four starters in our closer were all all JUCO guys, Matt Miller and and um, Robbins. And, and you, I mean, you can't leave out David Leal, what he was able to do for us, and, and uh, Braxton Smith into the ball games. Just uh, all our guys were JUCO guys. And it is. I was a junior college player, so I – I kind of, I kind of hold an affinity in my heart for those guys. They, they're usually tough kids, and uh, they got a chip on their shoulder. And but the thing about JUCO guys, they need to come in and they need to perform, and they need to, they need to produce immediately. When a, I always say, when a junior college player isn't playing, he ain't happy. So 
uh, you got to kind of be careful when you get those guys in your program. They need to be out there playing, and but it does feel good. And we got we got a few of them that uh, have pitched in a lot of big ball games, albeit junior college, but uh, against some good competition. And and uh, they they won't they won't take a back seat to anybody, and they'll be ready to go when when we get out there. And the main thing is, is as you know, when when the lights come on and and uh, you're doing it for real, and it's against another opponent. Uh, it's a, that's really the first weekend. How are people going to react? How are these guys going to react? And and we'll figure it out from there. And uh, we'll know more about our team probably after the first weekend than we do right now. And you look ahead to that first weekend next weekend. Obviously, uh, you start on the road at ULL, play Southeastern as well. And I think uh, you got to spend your first two weekends on the road before you come back home uh, to take on Maine. What, what are you looking to learn about your team? Uh, especially in the early part of the season, I know you want to win baseball games, obviously. But uh, what do you want to learn uh, about your team? You know, heading into this season. Well, I think uh, we play a doubleheader on that Saturday. We don't play open tonight, and I think that's good because we'll catch uh, Lafayette. They'll be on the night cat. It'll be a big crowd, so we'll already have a game under our belt that day. So hopefully, the heart rates will be slowed down. And uh, I think probably to answer your question, one of the biggest questions for us is behind the plate. Um, all three of our catchers are freshmen, and George Corona's special, and he's going to be a good one, but he's a freshman, you know, and there's, you're talking about the quarterback of the team, and, and uh, Kyle Hasler uh, is running right there with him. They're kind of 1-2 or 1-1-A, or one and, one and uh, that's Ken Hasler's brother who was a pitcher for us here. And boy, they're, just, they're really special, not only uh, players but young men, but they are freshmen, so we're kind of throwing them into the fire and, and get after it. And look, let's be honest, we're playing two ball clubs, uh, opening night, back to back, that uh, are similar to us, and where they they're going to pressure you, they're they're going to run, they're going to bunt, and they're going to try to pressure you. And and when you got two freshmen back there, I think uh, they'll see that, they're going to know that, and they're going to try to put a lot of pressure on those young men. And it's going to be up to our pitchers to and our defense to handle that and take something off of them. And but I, I think I'm looking most forward to that, seeing how they react in that environment. And really, against two really good ball clubs that, that like to run, like to bunt like to move the ball around so uh they they're gonna like i said they're gonna be thrown in the fire right out of the gate and last question before we let you get out of here it's no secret uh when you go through that 30 game gauntlet in conference usa it's not easy uh it's going to be more challenging this year as well uh you know playing your home games at ull and a couple in jackson as well a couple of series in jackson as well uh you guys were picked third in the preseason you've kind of established yourself uh, especially in your previous years as the head coach, is one of the top contenders for the Conference USA Championship. W- what's it going to take to kind of get over that hump and not only have some success and maybe win a regular season title and knock off Southern Miss from, you know, really, you know, they've kind of been the top team in the league for a few years, but have some success in Biloxi and uh, potentially get yourselves into a regional? Yeah, one thing I've looked at and our coaches we've talked about the last two years uh, the, the conference champion, uh, Southern Miss two years ago and then FAU last year, they only lost one series, and it was us. We beat them. So we're there. Our guys and our returners, we, we have what it takes to win a championship and to win this league. And not only win this league, to take this league over. And that's what we're looking to do. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to build this club. We don't know how it's going to be. It's going to be a challenge. going to be on the road. But uh, we need to be ready when it comes uh, the end of May, man. We're, we're in down in Biloxi, and it's hot, and, and everything's on the line. We we're hoping to build this club, and we talk about it. I don't know if there's a recipe or or, or a secret sauce you can put in there, but uh, try to figure out how at the end of the year to be playing our best ball and and, and be ready to uh, go in there and win that tournament. And, and not you know if you don't win it, move 
move deep into it to when taking care of business in the season. Because I think the last couple of years we've been really last three. If we just make a little bit of a run in the tournament, we're probably in. And uh, it just didn't happen for us. But we got to figure it out. And, uh, again, I, I like where we are, where our program's moving. And, and, like I said, we've taken care of the conference champion the last two years in a row. And um, I think we, we've primed ourselves in a position and shown everybody, hey, we're one of the top teams in this league. And, and uh, we're right there to not only win it, but, in, in my opinion, and the way that we look at it, to take it over. Absolutely, Coach. Well, we certainly appreciate you joining us tonight. We're looking forward uh, to a successful season on the diamond for the 2020 uh, Louisiana Tech baseball team. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you having me and uh, appreciate all you do. Absolutely. Coach Lane Burroughs joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Diamond Dogs start their season on the road February 15th at ULL. Also play Southeastern on that Saturday in a doubleheader. But, Beck, I'm excited. Listen, he, he he's, he's right. They're real close to breaking through and not only making it to one regional, but being a perennial regional team. And I think that, you know, we've seen is, you know, we used to go to baseball games like crazy, you know, right after we got out of college and, you know, up until last year as well. But when there's success on the diamond in Ruston, you get some really good crowds and it, it's a great atmosphere. Yeah, it really is. And that's going to be, I mean, it's interesting to hear him talk about having to sell it to recruits of like, Hey, I don't got a stadium to walk you through. Um, But we do have a vision and a dream here and we are close and, uh, I, just, I mean, that's got to add a whole other level of difficulty to recruiting, but I feel like the kids that you do get are tough. They're, they're tough yeah. and they're bought in. Oh, absolutely. So I think it can turn out to be a really – and baseball is one of those weird things, man, where you can have a really great year and then you just drop one or two close ones in the At tournament the and it's yeah. over. And oh, it's, yeah, you know, I agree. Especially in Conference USA where it's tough to get three or four teams into the NCAA regional. So certainly appreciate Lane Burroughs joining us tonight on the Fairway Carts Hotline. We come back from the break. A little rapid fire. I like to test Beck out a little bit each week. Doesn't like to read the script, so no, we'll never challenge know, him a little bit. Never know what's coming. Absolutely. You're listening to Blue Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirks and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service has been a proud LaTeX supporter for over 60 years. So when the Bulldogs hit the field or hardwood, make sure your vehicle is game ready. Let the staff at Walpole get you safely to and from the game with brake repair, alignments, and computer diagnostics, plus all major brands of tires, including Goodyear, Michelin, and BF Goodrich. Walpole Tire and Service, a name you can trust. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. 
Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. We're back. B.C. Beck Haynes, John Tabor running the board. Of course, we want to thank Lane Burroughs again for joining us tonight. We Tech Blue Radio Diamond Dolls getting set to open their season next weekend at ULL. So, Beck, got a few questions for you. First one, we're going we're to get straight to the punch. Go ahead, PC. Just do it. You started your fantasy punishment this oh, week. Oh, here we go. How's it coming along? Ben, Taze, have you heard about the punishment? Is this is this the baking a pie at three a.m.? No, 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 no. It's not baking, Taze. Ben took that and ran with it. He's pieing himself. So what I do cream. is I get I get like a pie crust and just fill it with whipped cream, like spraying whipped cream. I thought you had to make a pie. Oh gosh, I'd quit the league, man. That's that's like an hour. Oh, you, you should have done you it. You would. Uh, if you had to wake up for an hour in the middle of the night for a month and bake a pie, hey, Taze, don't, you don't, telling me don't finish in the cellar, pal? Hey, hey three out of the last it's, five years. Ooh. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've, I've won my league five out of the last seven. Saves, we got a pretty Ooh. stiff competition, and I'm pretty busy making it, the league awesome I will have to admit, else. your league is probably stiffer competition, <laughs> but mine is a sound financial <laughs> investment. That's what I keep telling my wife mine is, but I'm down 300 or I'm not making pies. I'm bringing home Christmas money. Well, Tabes, you know what? I you so you, so you, you win money. I've part I've, of the face. Then. Yeah, That's part what of you the face. So how long does it keep you? Up? Okay, so the first night I was I was way off. So I was like I got up and then I tried to video it from like the time I got in bed. But pitch black, right? Wife's just just Mrs. Kobe TB host is furious that I've woken her up. And uh, so I finally get to, get to the kitchen and then I I get my whipped cream out, which I bought a few months ago for something else. And so I like go to do it, you know, put it in the pie, and it's like no, it, I don't believe that. I think you knew what was coming. It, he did. It you did. did. You got two cans. I got two cans. I did. And the first one barely had anything in it. And the second one, you know, had a, you know enough to make it work. So I get out there and I'm trying to set up little this, little, this little expired. God, smelled like. A little milky. Oh, gosh. Apparently there's milk in those whipped cream. Don't eat expired whipped cream. So I finally get outside. I got this little iPhone holder on this chair in my outside. And I'm, I'm doing the video. And I'm kind of, you know, we got a vision for how this will look when it's all over. We'll obviously do like a, you know. A little video. A little video with all 30, whatever. But. I, I foresee that being the year, too. Not so great. much the pie. Oh, it's the waking having, up for 30. Having to get up and set up your video. Yeah, exactly. and, uh, and you know, you wake, you go to bed at night, you're like, God, i got to get up in two and a half hours or whatever. You know, that's not fun. So, Just stay up. Yeah. And uh, so, anyways, we do it the first night. That was, it was funny, you know. And then last night I got <laughs> excuse me, I got prepared, so I got everything set up, and then I went to bed. So it was about, it's about five minutes from the time you get up to the time you get back in bed. The hell but, uh, does it take you to sleep? Yeah. The pie in yourself wakes you right up. Really? Well, I mean, just right up. And then I get a towel and wipe it up and clean up and everything. And then I go lay back down and... Uh, just smell Oh, here's cream. the whole... Okay, so everybody keeps asking me, why don't you just, like, film it at 11 o'clock and send it in, you know? First of all, get out of my face. The integrity of the league... Exactly. ...would never do that. 
But even if I wanted to, we got one of our league members that uh, moved to – he's in London, Paris, yeah. Germany. He'll know the time. He's somewhere – he's – I don't know what time. It's like 11 a.m. by 1 o'clock our time for him. So he texts a code word at 1.30 a.m. our time that I have to include in our video at nice. 2. That's brilliant. So that they know – if I don't include that code word, they know that I that I probably shot it not at 2 o'clock in the morning. Nice. So I'm trapped. So your boy's getting up for a whole month just – Pieing yourself in the oh, face. Oh, back. Don't finish in the gutter. I may wait till we have a really good one that I feel good about. You know, that's the challenge here. Is I don't want to wake up and do it the exact same way thirty times. Last so, last night he gave a shout out to Peja Stoyakovic. Yeah, Peja Stoyakovic was the code word that I had. Nice. To, yeah, which nice. I, I still don't know who that is. So what? Hey, <laughs> James, average fan. Who is it? Tell me who it is. The basketball player. Yeah, I know. Shoot the three yeah. for the Kings. Yeah, I know him. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> So I'm trying to I'm trying to make it different every night because I mean thirty times I mean, how many different ways can you pie yourself in the face? No, I agree. So please let me know. Join BTB and let me know if you got any ideas of how to make this different. But you know the, the fellows seem to be getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. That is pretty funny. Not gonna lie. Kevin after the first night said, "Not gonna lie, I thought this was gonna be lame, but that was fantastic." Yeah, <laughs> pretty funny. Pretty funny. So back, you know, a couple nights ago we had the Super Bowl. I'm in the minority. I thought the Super Bowl was a little boring outside of the last 10 minutes of the game. Do you share the same thoughts as I do? Uh, I mean, I, for sure, okay, I'll say this. I don't know why, but it, maybe it's just because the Patriots weren't in it, but it felt it didn't feel like the Super Bowl right off the bat to me. I don't. I didn't have this like heavy feeling of this is the biggest game of the year. I don't know what it was. I don't I feel like the Super Bowl goes by way faster than yeah, like a regular and, season game. So, I mean, it was – I mean – I don't know. I, I didn't feel like it was like – I mean, it was exciting because it was a Super Bowl. And I really didn't care who – like, I wanted the Chiefs to win, but I wasn't like – I decided not to not to bet on the game itself, like on the winner or loser. I had oh, to do, good. I did an old prop bet. but old prop bet, bro. Uh, Should have done that prop bet, Patrick Mahomes' first rushing touchdown. Yeah, that would have been a good one. But uh, if I could look back and think about what I should have done every game, I'd be a bajillionaire. Oh, that's so, true. That's but, true. Anyway, so I maybe that was it. I, I didn't really care who won that much, but – I mean, it was it was the last. I mean, incredible stat that the Chiefs have come back from down double digits three times in a row. That is that is an incredible stat. All right, all right, all right. That brings me to my next question: Is Patrick Mahomes the most physically gifted QB ever? Like the things he can do with the football is absurd. Um, Like my God, I can't. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to know if if like how what, what what his brains are if they match up to all this. Like I think you got like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady who. Their preparation and their their intelligence elevates them past being like physical. I mean, you got like Mahomes is kind of Aaron Rodgers esque with the sidearm, like just the ability to you can't you have to expand your your defense so much to cover the different all things. These, he can I mean, do. he can just do so. Like, there's hardly a play that's out of the question, you know. Yeah, and he's running to the right, and you traditionally you don't have to worry about anybody on the left side of the field. And he'll just sling it. Over I mean, there. but you got to cover the whole field and probably behind you. Who knows what they got going on. And then meanwhile, trying to find out what red blur or where Tyreek Hill is. My boy. Yeah, your boy. So, I think he's certainly one of the most physically – just just because I don't – in my lifetime, there's not been anybody that Dude, has the arm strength, but also just a, the, I, the ability to be accurate with the well, unorthodox throw. And I know you mentioned, like, the, the comebacks that they've had. Like, speaking of those comebacks, like, every time they are down, it's like, they're probably going to come back and win. You know what I'm saying? Like – 
it's kind of like Tom Brady. Like you never really think he's going to lose until like he actually loses. That's like the way I feel about Tom Brady. So moving on to the next or Patrick Mahomes. Moving to the next question, but all right, stay the Union address tonight. Yeah. So we're going to talk Donald Trump. All right, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm I was going to say I got nothing. I don't know anything. Right, I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. Not talking Donald Trump. All right. I would unsubscribe from Bleed Take Blue if you started going political. Yeah, we're not talking Donald Trump. Okay. What, what's the state of the LaTeX athletic programs right now? So I'm going to give you two choices. you got stop up, stock up, stock down. Pretty All right. simple. All right. Pretty cut and dry. Stock up, stock down. Can you handle that? Yes. All right. What do you want to do first? Football? Yeah. All right. Dog, six straight bowl oh, games. Oh, easy. Stock up, but not as up as it could have been if we would have won a conference natty. Mm. I'm gonna say stock up too. Yeah, it's got. I mean, there's no. You can't. We gotta keep like going forward, a, though. We just had the best win of the season. That's a real tough one. That's a, that's a real thought provoking question you come D- up with there. Doubt but. the U wants to see the dogs again. Yeah, stock is up for sure. The skipper's back. Oh, as far as this upcoming season, I think it's down a little bit. Like as far as performance, little okay, concerned, little concerned. But that's what happens when you have some players that are important that leave. Well, so. that's right. All right, all right, all right. Men's hoops. Seventeen and five, eight and two in the league. Promising season, it ben, looks like. Ben, I don't even want to say it because my heart's been broken before. It has. Speedy I feel broke like, your I heart. I feel like Speedy did, and Day Day did last year. I've forgiven oh. him, but he did. Man, I know. I just. I'm glad you've forgiven him. Man. I have, and here's the deal: like, I, I, I really feel like Tech's been here five of the last six years. Like this, doing really well. Could win it. Could win it all. Yeah, not all, but conference. All. Tournament. I'm talking. Natty, uh, win March Madness. Yeah, okay. okay. So, I think it's definitely not down. I don't think it's down. But Maybe. you're not sure if it's up. Yeah, I'm not. I think I think we're saying that because we don't truly. I don't believe Not it. that we don't want to buy in, but we're hesitant to buy in. Yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, like if an investor's pitching this stock to me, I'm going to be like. Yeah, you got to pick the stock up it. or stock down. All right, it's up. It's not down, so it's got to uh, be up. Women's hoops. Ooh, down. Yeah, I like. I'm selling. I got to be honest. I'm selling. Right, they're, they're ten and ten, two and seven in the league. Listen, it's it's pretty obvious. Like this this roster, this team has a ways to go uh, before they can compete with the upper tier teams in the league. When you talk about Rice, Western Kentucky, uh, some of those girls, like, nah, it's it's down. It's, it's clearly down. Down. all right. Softball <laughs> rising. I think they are. I mean, bull markets in the softball About department. to get a new stadium. Won 45 games a year ago. New head coach, Maria Wynn-Ratliff, shameless plug, joined the program last week. But been to a regional tour the last three mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. But do you think – all right, this is a crazy question. I didn't plan on asking this. <laughs> what if Texas softball school? Hey, I'll take anything right now. You'll go to the softball yeah. games on the rig. Oh. Ben, Tech is just right there in conference championships and more sports than not. That's probably not a factual statement. But they're close. In the big sports, which I don't want to make anybody mad, Ben, but I got a friend, I'm talking about the revenue producing. Got sports. a friend that calls Tech B minus university. Yes, yes. I mean, just so now this is obviously the only university I've ever attended. I'm just I just can't imagine like being so close. Just but so not close there. yet so far away. Yeah. In conference USA. You don't like Conference USA. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know enough about it. All right. I just feel like Tech – I realize I'm in the inside, but I feel like Tech should be just dominating Conference USA, but we're not. Final sport, baseball. 
This as, one's tough. As much as I can, I don't want to say it's down because if you say it's down, I don't think it's, it's only down. down because of the circumstances. I think of it's a little it. bit of a push. Yeah, because like you look at what Burroughs has done. Is he in his fourth year now? Tapes, is that correct? It sounds he's in his third or fourth year. I think he's in his fourth. But like, let's be honest. Lane Burroughs is a good coach, good recruiter, great coach. Gets good players on his teams. Like, got a good. You know, we're going to have the best baseball facility in Conference USA. We're going to – Tech is winning 35 games a year. But speaking of being so close yet so far away, like like literally Tech is finishing like on that first four out page like year in and year out. Yeah. And like does that mean the program – is down? No, it doesn't. Because I can tell you something. We were nineteen and thirty-seven when I was a senior here. So you want to talk down? Yeah, there, there's down. There's a down. But I just, I so, I hate to say it, I so want Tech to just be in a regional every year in baseball. Like tapes. Could you imagine Rustin if Tech hosted a regional? This place would be nuts. Like, oh, it would be like tapes. You're a big baseball fan. Like, when tech baseball is good, like, the world's a better place. When the Shack has 1,200 in it and they're playing well, it's a pretty day. Oh, it's awesome. So, right, you know, you got you had everybody behind the right field wall, you know, there in the picnic areas. Oh. It's rocking, man. Man, it's awesome. It's loud. It's a home field advantage. Here's the deal. I think, I think we're I, close. I think best baseball is, is more – I thought about this earlier, and you're going to be really proud of me. I think baseball is more of a uh, – it's easier to draw the fan base because of the weather. It's spring. It's true. I mean, in football season, you got to really be dedicated if you're going to go watch Grambling and Tech it, play at 104 degrees. That's true. But all, that's true. Starting to get cold. People are dying also to th- be outside by spring. And I also think, too, like taking like younger kids, like I'm talking like five to ten-year-olds. Yeah, starting is, like, to get lighter longer. And they can yeah. play like play around, run around. like that's much. Yeah, more they can't run around that way at, at the football, football games. Yeah. So I think that definitely has a part of it. But you're right. there is, And you're a little partial to the baseball bit. A little bit. A little bit. You used to throw them 81-mile-an-hour heaters in old I old could pump them in there. So I think baseball just comes with this feeling of springtime. Happy to be outside. Weather's great. It's really nostalgic. Like baseball is, I think, one of the most nostalgic sports. Like nostalgic. New word on Bleed Tech Blue Radio tonight. I'll I'll send you the definition later. Yeah, certainly do so. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. National Signing Days tomorrow, February the fifth. Give you a brief rundown of what to expect. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. Uncommon, how would you describe it? Would it be above the ordinary? Outstanding? Exceptional? First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank, is above the ordinary. An outstanding bank dedicated to exceptional customer service, trust, and courtesy. First National Bank, we promise to be uncommon in all the things we do. Member FDIC. all the time. Excuse me? No, it doesn't. You always alert me. My point exactly. 
cars that have forward-facing cameras need to be recalibrated when you replace the windshield. How would I know that? Most people don't. Next time, take it to Acme Glass and Mirror. They were the first one in the region that could replace your windshield and recalibrate your forward-facing camera. And unlike taking it to a dealership and paying out of pocket, Acme will bill your insurance. It's that easy. Thanks. I'm going to Acme Glass and Mirror. Hey, DQ fans, the $4.99 Chicken Strip Basket is some next-level basketry. It's packed with crispy all-white meat chicken strips, golden fries, Texas toast, and your choice of dipping sauce, including everyone's favorite, ranch. Can't believe we fit all this awesome in one basket and we're just $4.99? And get $1 any size soft drinks Monday through Sunday, 2 to 5 p.m. Come in and taste for yourself. Only at your DQ. Happy taste good. The Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show is brought to you in part by O'Neill Gas. O'Neill Gas offers propane delivery to homes and businesses throughout North Louisiana. For more information, go to O'NeillGas.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe, 97.7. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. National Signing Day. The late signing period, tomorrow, February the 5th. Skip Holtz, Louisiana Tech coaching staff, looking to put together the final touches of the 2020 recruiting cycle. Of course, you can call us. You can text us on the Fairway Carts. Hotline 888-993-7762. If you text us, Beck will read it out loud. It's one thing he is good at around here. So oh, We got a text in the old text Do line. we? Yeah. Let's hear it. As soon as it loads. Oh, Chase says, yes, we need to put a lot of eggs in the baseball basket. Think about it. What significant sport do we have the best chance of being nationally relevant in? Baseball, no doubt. It's baseball. Coastal Carolina, in all caps, can win a national championship. Think of what we could do with our recent success. Fan support and new facilities on the way. Here's why I say baseball too. Like there's so much oh, talent on I twenty. Because oh, you also played baseball. Yeah, and you went to Calvary. So, <laughs> anyways, don't don't do that to me. <laughs> so you look at this t- Louisiana Tech recruiting class, ranked 64th nationally, highest of the Skip Holtz era, number one in conference USA. Uh, I mentioned that Tech signed 20 players in the early signing period. Uh, there are three players. That will be signed tomorrow. Talking about quarterback Caleb Holstein, six foot five, two hundred and ten pound signal caller out of Lafayette, Louisiana, St. Thomas More High School, uh, won a state championship at St. Thomas More in twenty nineteen. Threw for forty three touchdowns his senior year. Holstein is the highest rated recruit in the twenty twenty signing class. Defensive back Raphael Marshall out of Pearland High School in Pearland, Texas, five eleven, one seventy two. And then defensive back Dallas Taylor Cortez out of well he's out of Los Angeles, California. That's a pretty pretty good haul to Louisiana Beck, I must say so myself. And pulling up right now, that's the beauty of live radio where he went to junior college. Iowa Western Community College. It's where Mr. D- Dallas Taylor Cortez is from. So those three players are expected to sign with the Bulldogs. Um, we do have some transfer news at the site. Beck, BC. our listeners will love this transfer news, right? 
Right. It's good stuff. I loved it. So if I love it's it, good. you love it. You, you'll feel a lot better about the 2020 season. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. So make sure you join us at the website, BelieveTechBlue.com. Uh, join us for just $1. Offer expires tomorrow. Use the promo code BTB6. Uh, sign up for $1. Get yourself six months of premium access. And back, you know, you look at this late signing period, and, you know, really the whole recruiting game has changed uh, now that you have two different signing dates. And a lot of most programs do the work in the early signing period. And so you look at some of the things that Tech really had on its agenda in this late signing period, really – you talk about defensive back, particularly at safety, and then defensive tackle. Tech's been unable to get a defensive tackle. I'm not sure that they necessarily uh, pursued one from the junior college ranks. I think they'll look more towards grad transfers down the line. But they have filled their need at defensive back with Dallas Taylor-Cortez uh, coming from the JUCO ranks. Taylor-Cortez was signed with Iowa State out of high school, played one year at Iowa State before transferring to Iowa Western. And he's a kid that's got a chance to come in right away and contribute. He's a three-for-three guy, uh, has three years to play three. And I think he's going to be a guy that can help this Bulldog defense. But, you know, you talk about filling holes on the recruiting trail. And a, a big thing for me is when you have holes, you don't necessarily just want to fill the hole to fill the hole. You want to make sure that you get players not only that you know can contribute right away if they're coming from the junior college ranks, but you want a guy as a high school player that shows some promise, uh, has the ability to be a potential starter down the road. And I think when you look at this class, Beck, that's that's my biggest, I don't know if concern's the right way, right word, but it's hard on paper to see what players in this class are going to be the big-time contributors. Like, there, there's not an Amik Robertson. But, I mean, when, when's the last time that Tech had an Amik Robertson prior to that? We weren't pumped about Jalen Ferguson. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, like, it's very difficult to find kids at the high school level or junior college level, for that matter, that you know are going to come in and be high-end contributors. But you go back to recent years, if, if we told you, Tech signed three-star quarterback out of Meridian, Mississippi, Jamar Smith, back in high school, if we told you he was going to have over 10,000 yards and 70 touchdowns, you'd have been like, dead gum. Like, yeah. that's great. Right. But, you know, once their careers play out, you obviously form your different opinions. But my point is, it's it's hard to recognize the high-end talent on paper before they get here. I mean, look at Trent Taylor. He's fifth na- fifth nationally all-time in receptions. Carlos Henderson, explosive. Amik Robertson, like I mentioned. Legereus Sneed was signed out of Minden. He's going to end up playing in the NFL. Vernon Butler, uh, Jalen Ferguson. I mean, we could go on and on. Boston Scott was a walk-on. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's so hard, and recruiting such an inexact science. And so you look at this class on paper, like I mentioned, it's the number one recruiting class in Conference USA. is 64th nationally. So, you know, you look at some of the national recruiting sites, especially Rivals.com, they believe there is some talent in this class. But yeah, I, I have a hard time picking out who those guys will be. I think Caleb Holstein down the road, I mentioned that he's going to gray shirt in 2020 and be a true freshman in 2021. So there's a good chance we don't see Caleb Holstein on the field till 2023 at the earliest. Like, go on, be close to retirement by then. I know. it's And it's interesting to for someone like him to, to choose that that may be his path. I mean, obviously, as you come, you, you come into the program, you hope, you're hopeful you can beat out. 
Oh yeah, you know that's your goal. Yeah, yeah that's your goal. So I don't know, Ben. It's it's, it's there's tough. so many factors that go into a, a kid's decision. It's it's well, and there's so many different things that you look at on the recruiting trail. Like you're recruiting defenders. Does he have length? What kind of athleticism can he run? Does he have room to add more weight to his frame? What what's what's he gonna be like when he's six four two forty five instead of six four two twenty? You know, offensively, look at a kid like Dakota White out of Katy High School. Uh, we we all know who Katy High School is. They're a five A powerhouse in the state of Texas, and he started at tackle at Katy. So it's like, well, dead gum. Like he he has to be pretty good, right? But how does he adjust to the collegiate game? How does he you know how does he compare when he goes up against some kids that are six foot four and two hundred ninety pounds off the edge just like he is? You just really never know how some of these guys are going to adjust. But that that's what the coaches get paid to do. We've mentioned Harlan Dixon in the past at a slide L. Uh, a running back that can really do it all out of the backfield. So I think there's a lot of exciting names uh, on paper. Jamison Kelly's another player out of Columbia, Mississippi, a, a 5.63 star uh, tied for Haas in the class. Kelly uh, actually took his official visit this past weekend. He's already signed, but I think he's got a good chance to be a really good player as well. But also, like I mentioned, tomorrow's the national signing day. The signing day social will be tomorrow night like it's the perfect time to not only get a chance to watch some video when these coaches break it down of each recruit but you get a better understanding of what they saw in each one of these kids when they went out on the recruiting trail and pegged these guys as some of their top targets and you know potential guys that could be face of the program down the road so that's really all we got for recruiting tonight of course like I mentioned I'll have national signing day covered throughout the day tomorrow Heck, we might stop by the old Argent office, check in with Beck Haynes, see what he's thinking about National Signing Day. What you think? Bring it. Hey, I'll bring it. Let's go ahead and take our first time out, or final time out of the night. We come back from the break. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Have you noticed more and more families in your neighborhood have easy-go carts from Fairway Carts in Minden? That's because they've found out how much fun and how convenient an easy-go multi-passenger cart is. Why not join them? Fairway Carts has a good selection of easy-go gas and electric multi-passenger carts in many styles and colors with a whole slew of custom accessories. Visit the showroom on Highway 531 in Minden or call Fairway Carts at 371-CART. At First National Bank, we are committed to the individuals and communities we serve. We offer personal banking, mortgage lending, commercial lending, and cash management. Let us honor our pledge to be uncommon in all that we do by visiting one of our convenient locations in Arcadia, Ruston, Farmerville, Monroe, and West Monroe, and experience our professional, enthusiastic service. First National Bank, the Uncommon Bank. Member FDIC. Got a lot of stuff? Ideal Portable Buildings has what you need. A new custom-built portable building built with quality materials at low prices no one will beat. Ideal also carries dirts and portable buildings in all sizes from a garden shed to a lofted barn cabin. And keep all your stuff covered with a new Eagle Carport from Ideal. Rent to own with no credit check and 12 months same as cash with approved credit. Find Ideal Portable Buildings on Facebook or call 699-9426.
time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Final segment of the night, BC Beck Angel. I got some new, sne- some new sneaks, listeners, and Ben's over here making fun of them. Some new kicks, bro. Got some new kicks. Little Adidas. Little Adidas. I like them. Beck, I got to tell you something. Last week... We talked about the old free throw contest. We yeah. didn't get around to yeah, it. Yeah, Ben was so busy. <laughs> so busy, Ben. We're going to get to it this week. All right. Tapes put 100 on your boy. <laughs> I was like, Tapes, you sure you want to do that? He said, bro, I believe in you. Tapes wasn't even here last week. Oh, bye week, Tapes. Which boy? I'm glad you were. Tapes, we're going to do a free throw contest. 100 free throws. Who do you think makes more? You're back? Yeah. <sighs> First off, what Tapes, do you think? Let me, give you, let me give you a little taste right here. I mean, that's first that's textbook. First Tapes, what do you think the average player that played, we'll like say me middle ben, school Me and hoops. Ben played high school sports. I didn't play high, yeah. high school basketball. Played high school sports. Some of those 60% maybe. You think? I was thinking around 50. That's what I told Beck. Beck thinks like 90. What? That is not true. I said I'm, I'm going to be pumped to make over 50. It's going to be tough, Tapes. I'm not going to let I'm cheat. a mental head So, so what y'all are saying is, I feel like I could have a um, respectable shot in this little contest as well. Oh, without Tape, a doubt. I'm putting you at about – actually, I have no idea. I've never seen you touch a basketball. You could surprise me. He could practice his stroke in here. I, can shoot, I can shoot a free throw. Oh, Tapes can knock it down. Tapes, come knock it down with us. So, we got to do the free throw contest. Knocking down other things. I'm so. giving all the proceeds to charity. Really? Yeah, Tapes is $100 and I'm going, <laughs> <laughs> going to charity. Charity of Tapes is court. Oh, Choice, of course. Of course, of course yeah, yeah, without a doubt. All right, so, so we're we going to start a little thread this week on Bleed Tech Blue. Yeah, we got to get that done, Beck. You know, we only got one show left this season. Next it's got to happen this week. Next I don't care what we, you're yeah. doing. Next week's the last. Uh, hey, you'll be up at 2 a.m., right? I'll be up at the practicing. You'll be up. Might come shoot it on your hoops goal out back. I need to replace the old backboard. Man. All right, all right, all right, all right. I guess you, I don't need a backboard for free throws. You should need a backboard yeah. here for free throws. All right. Now, he yeah. calls glass yeah, on accident. I call glass every time, yeah. <laughs> Tapes, he's the king of top of the key, three ball. Oh, he banks it in. <laughs> hey, counts, three points. Got to call it. That's right. On the stat sheet, you don't see banks. All right, Beck. A lot going on at the website. What, what was our bet? We had a bet. Was it $10? Nah, I can't remember what $20. It was. $100. I don't think it was a hundy for sure. $20. You owe me 10 bucks, by the way. For what? Super Bowl bet. That's true. Let me tell you something. The Natty Championship, which was, I don't know, six months ago, uh, we did a little bet, and I won, of course. And Ben just paid me this week, so I told him I'm gonna take my time on the old Super Bowl bet. Well, go ahead and deposit the money into a good my friend account. of the program, Sutton Davison. Nowhere to be found on the the paying paying right. up. You mentioned money. Might as well right. not even expect a response. He's vacationing in Canada. Oh, without I'll a doubt. Oh. Yeah, he got some new currency. <laughs> he'll try to he'll try to give me a ten dollar Canadian, which is like I don't know seven fifty American. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Man, you are good. I know. That's <laughs> I'm actually about to look that up. I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Oh, man. So a lot going on at BleedTechBlue.com. Like I mentioned, you can join us at the website for just $1. Use the promo code BTB6. Uh, get you six months of premium access. We'd love to have you at the website. Uh, you know, with those six months of premium access, that will cover spring practice that is set to get underway in March and all 15 practices, we will have a practice report. It will be so detailed, 
you won't be able to sleep at night as you're oh, thinking against the next. Ten you're Canadian right. dollars, seven point five two American. I'm a genius. You are. That was a that was a shot in the dark, Ben. You've been to Canada though. Yeah, but it changes like every day. Oh, oh, oh. you genius. Yeah. Wait, let's leave let's leave that somewhere else. Looking at what we got going on at the website. Beck, did you know that Louisiana Tech and LSU are set to square off in hoops November 24th, 2020? Yeah, I knew it. In Shreveport, or Bossier, you go into the game. It's two days before Thanksgiving. Wow. Uh, you want to go together? Yeah. All right, you got the ticks. <laughs> yeah, I'll get them. Yeah. So we got the details on the Louisiana Tech-LSU basketball contract. Actually, a really good deal. Uh, for the Dunkin' Dogs. Dunkin' Dogs are making their run in a Conference USA Championship, 17-5 and overall, 8-2 and in league play. Four games remaining before pod play. They'll also be four additional games in pod play, so eight more conference games to go for the Dunkin' Dogs. Uh, big road trip this week to Western Kentucky Thursday night. Uh, it's an 8 p.m. tip on CBS Sports Network. They'll travel to Huntington, West Virginia Saturday night for a 6 p.m. tip at Marshall. Uh, got a baseball season preview coming up here in the next couple of days. And then, of course, everything you could possibly want to know in regards to National Signing Day. And, Beck, get this. Tomorrow, guess what else we're starting on? I, I got nothing. 2020 recruiting cycle's over. Oh, starting on 2021. I mean, Ben, you just... You grind just, never stops. Grind never stops. I bet Tech's got 35, 40 offers out already. So make sure you join us, bleedtechblue.com. Certainly, Certainly a good show. Oh, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Dude, wow. That's right crazy. On. Yeah. It's been a great show tonight. <laughs> been a great show tonight. Really appreciate you listening. Appreciate Rafe calling us on the Fairway Carts hotline. For Beck Haynes, for our tremendous producer, John Tabor. I'm BC. We'll see you. for the first National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Acme Glass, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, and Ideal Portable Building. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 97.7. I just, he needs to do more, and I think you guys are right. It's going to be Kirk Cousins all over again, and he's going to end up going somewhere else. It could happen. See, I don't think they look at him like Washington looked at. Cousins, I'm just saying though. it could it could happen. Do you if think they, that, Rob? Well, but I just think if there's another, if there's a second franchise tag, I know Dak won't be happy. Seriously, no, because no. What, I, right? I, Would honestly, you be happy? A first franchise tag can ruin a relationship. Right. That's what I mean. That's the issue. But here's the thing, too, is that. Um, 
you know, it's just let's just go to Michael. Michael in Cincinnati, you're on with in Chris the natty. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? Hey, How hey, are you? Hey, Michael, where are the best ribs in Cincinnati? Oh, man, I mean, there's quite a few places. You got uh, City Barbecue. Like, you know, that's a really good place, man. What about that's Montgomery Inn on ribs. the Montgomery Inn on the river? That's two. I think they're so overrated. Really? <laughs> Have you ever had them, Chris? No. Yeah. Well, no. like, I mean, they're not bad, but it's overpriced and ribs, you nah, know. No, man, keep it, it real. Rob don't know ribs. I know Rob ribs. knows wings. He don't know nothing about ribs. <laughs> I know, keep it real with him. I know ribs. I know what Mike's thinking. He's man, that's the bougie spot. They don't know how to those, really those, get down. Hey, Montgomery well, is you exactly know, you know, they, what he's they saying. They fall like, you know, the good, like, you know, the whole, like the wall in the hole restaurant. Right. That's one of the best food. Right. Uh, Mike, hey. Where the brothers at? Oh, right? you know, now you trying to I'm make just me saying, out. I'm keeping it real. Cincinnati's 35 percent black. I know. I used to live there. As I a lived kid. there too. All right, go ahead, go Mike. Ahead, Mike. Work of smoking outside, and the food ain't that good. Right. Go ahead, Mike. What's your point? All right, fellas. But um, I do want to say this. Um, I I can't understand why you know Dak would be you know a little mad about the situation. You know, he could easily say like you know. I won a division for you two what two out of three years or whatever. Um, you know, you got the uh I won rookie of the year and then this past year he could say like this was probably my best uh year like uh statistic wise. But I also believe that the Cowboys I don't really think they believe he's that guy. You know, like it's just like, you know, when a lot I think when a lot of these franchises look at these quarterbacks, you know, it's just like, you know, if worse comes to worse, are you going to be able to carry a team like, you know, how Russell Wilson does with the uh, Seahawks or, you know, Carson Wentz still able to at least. He's not get that guy. As much as I like it, he's not, you know, just going to put the team on his No, back. and that's one of the big problems. I, I, I agree, Michael, uh, about that. Exactly. You know, but um, I really do feel like, you know, like he, he should probably get paid a little bit less to, you know, than the Carson Wentz's or the uh, the probably around like the Matt Ryan area, but you know I just like it's just everything has to be right for Dak to prosper. Because you remember when uh they did before they had Mark Cooper, you know they were all going right. to you know going downhill, you know. But uh, yeah, that's that's my take. All right, so. Michael, thank you. Let's go real quick to Daniel in El Paso. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What you got? Hey, Chris and Rob. Yes. Yep. Oh, hey, uh, first of all, I want to say I love you guys. Uh, I'm in the Army, and I, I, I sit in parking lots when I get off of work just to listen to you guys. <laughs> man. My man. Thanks, A. I appreciate that, A, brother. thanks for your service, and B, yes. thank you for thank your support. Thank you very much. So you're the best. But, but Chris, man, yep. how you – Jared Goff, you keep saying doesn't deserve, deserve the money. But he led a team to a Super Bowl. Did they win? They scored three points. It doesn't matter. It he does led a matter. Team to a Super Bowl. Daniel, you're a you you're a regular listener. You know this. Short menu. Oh, don't. Did they win? <laughs> they didn't even score a touchdown. How many teams don't go to a Super Bowl? How many teams don't win? We don't care about who lost. Jimmy Garoppolo's oh. getting crushed. There are people saying they should cut Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, he got to God. a Super Bowl. Dan Marino didn't win a Super Bowl, but he's one of the greatest quarterbacks no, of all time. I, right. But the, don't dare put Jim, Jared Goff in Dan Marino's class.